Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is for Florida State fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. The other information comes from the internet. Today is November 26, 2020. I got about five different segments for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, happy Thanksgiving for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, I really don't celebrate it. Um, I just use it as a day to be thankful, to be alive. Um, I know that, um, you know, on this day, 200, 300 years ago, my ancestors did not get to enjoy this day like I get to enjoy it. And I just reflect on that. Um, it's just being appreciative of the uh, time that I'm living in and uh, uh, just being thankful to not, you know, have COVID and not be dead and things of that nature. A lot of people are hurting out here financially and uh, I'm thankful not to be in that position. Um, so that's what I kind of use the day for. I don't really look at it from the pilgrims you know having a meal with the indigenous people of this land um and having the indigenous people having their land taken away from them and you know the friday after that you know africans were bought and sold and they called it black friday so you know that's just a little historical background on thanksgiving um but anyway i don't want to get started on that because i really try to have this channel as like a non-political non you know whatever uh podcast slash youtube channel and uh you know i know i've talked about some politics stuff in the past but i just felt compelled to do that um it was just my opinion so um anyway let's get into these segments man marvin wilson's legacy question mark um overhyped <laughs> underwhelming i i can't i cannot think of a game where marvin wilson just took over a game you know i look at some of the all-time defensive line greats Corey Simon, Andre Wadsworth, Peter Bulware, Radar Wilson, uh, Jernigan. Um, I know I'm missing some guys. I don't want to insult anybody. Even even Derek Nandi. Okay. Um, um, Demarcus, uh, the dude that plays for the Broncos. I can't think of his name. Um, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't come up in those discussions. So I'm just saying overhyped, overhyped, you know, if, 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 uh, I don't know if he's truly injured or not. Um, but he's, he's not in one, he's not in my all time. Uh, he's not on my all time list of, uh defensive tackles 
or just defensive lineman at Florida State. He's he's not in that group. Now he may go to the NFL and be the greatest defensive line in the history of football. He might do that. But at least uh at least um At least he he would be doing better than he did at Florida State. Uh, just real disappointing to, you know, and it, it's not all his fault. I think if he would have went to a better program, he probably would have been an all-world player. Um, you know, he took a chance coming to Florida State because he thought he was going to be playing for Jimbo Fisher. And he he st- he rolled it out with you know three different guys, so I give him credit for that, and just to maintain some level of you know you know being a good player and 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 you know keeping his whatever draft stock up to par. Okay, I give him props for that, but I just at the end of the day, when you line up on the field, your effort. You know, only you control your effort. Nobody else does. You can blame the coach. You can blame the scheme. You can blame all the things in the world. But when I turn on that tape and, you know, it's pretty much on you. You got to do your job. Whatever else happens around you, you don't have any control over that. But you have to come in and do your job. And, you know, just a lot of plays this year, he just ran himself out to play. So I just, his legacy to me is not, he's not an all-time Florida State great. Okay, next guy, Tamorian Terry, what's his legacy? He's probably the greatest deep threat in Florida State history. Um, And that's pretty much it. He's not a great route runner. He's got pretty good hands, okay? Um, and, again, same thing as Marvin Wilson. He he came here, thought he was going to play for Jimbo Fisher. Um, tremendous straight-line talent as far as running and going on the deep routes. His challenge is going to be, like I said many, many episodes ago, learning the whole route tree. I think once he gets to the NFL – and learns that route tree, he gets into a good system, he's going to take off. I wouldn't mind seeing him go to the 49ers. I think he's going to be probably a third-round pick, um, a late second, maybe third-round pick. He's probably going to go out there and run like a 4-3, four, 4-3-5. Three, four, three, um, but if he can learn the whole route tree, if he can learn the whole route tree, bro, he could easily boost himself into the first round. That's that's really the only knock on him is that he doesn't run great routes. He has good hands, he has tremendous speed, and he um is he in my is he is he's one of the top receivers in Florida State history. Uh, I'm just going off the guys that I seen play. I never seen uh, Ron Sellers play I've never seen Fred Belitnikoff play So I can't speak on those guys I can speak on P. 
Peter Warwick, E.G. Green, Rashard Green, um, Javon Walker, um, let's see, uh, Kez McCorvey, Hassan Graham, I, he he probably he he's probably up there. Um, I, is Kelvin Benjamin one of my top guys? I think he's in the same group as Kelvin Benjamin. Um, he I don't think you know Peter Warwick is the standard. Rashard Green is the standard. Um, I would even say Javon Walker is up there. Um, but I don't I don't. Is he in my top ten? Nah. But he's French top ten. I'll give him. I'll give him the greatest deep threat. I'll give him that over Kelvin Benjamin. Um, I just hated that his career ended ended the way it ended. Um, I hated that his career at Florida State went the way that it went with just instability at the quarterback position. You know, suspect offensive line. Um. Three different head coaches. I just hate the way his career ended. I think if he would have had stability in all those areas, I think he would definitely be one of the all-time greats, if not the all-time great. Um. So I hope he goes to the NFL and tear it up, man. All right. Uh. Next segment. What if Francois? doesn't get hurt in the Alabama game. Now, in yesterday's episode, I said I don't like to have revisionist history, but uh, whatever. I'm doing it anyway. What if Francois doesn't get hurt in the Alabama game in 2017? Now, we scored first, if you, if my memory serves me correctly, three years ago. I'm sitting right in the exact spot where I'm recording this podcast now, watching the game. Okay? And we scored first. And then Ronnie Harrison, you know, I want to curse, did that cheap shot. He got hurt this past weekend. And I don't, I was so, I'm going to be honest with you, I was so glad to see him hurt. Because he did that cheap shot on Francois. And I'm not a Francois guy, but that was a cheap shot. And he knew once he knocked Francois out the game, it was a wrap. With that cheap shot, he came on that blitz and he intentionally went for that man's knee and took him out. And that that was pretty much the end right there. I think if Francois would have stayed healthy that whole season, Jimbo might still be the coach. And, um, you know, I was one of those guys. Yeah, I don't give a damn about Jimbo. Let him go. Mistake. I thought Jimbo was the problem. He wasn't a problem, man. It was these damn boosters and the administration. So that was really the issue. Um I even if Francois would have played, I mean, we still had a decent offensive line. And Jimbo was still running his West Coast stuff. And the defense was pretty okay. I think we could have won nine or ten games that year. Because we won seven. We went seven and six, bro. 
Um, so I, let me go back and look at this thing now. And like I said, I hate doing I hate doing revisionist history, but it is what it is. All right, we lost. We lost twenty four to seven against Alabama. Then we lost twenty seven twenty one to NC State. I think if we had Francois, we win that game. So we're eight and five. We beat Wake Forest the next week. We lose to Miami twenty four to twenty. I think if we have Francois, we win that game. Okay. So that's nine and four. Beat Duke. We lose to Louisville 31-28. I think we have Francois. We win that game. So what are we down? We're 10 and 3. We blow out Boston College. We beat uh Syracuse. And we had Clemson on the ropes. A lot of people don't know that. We had Clemson on the ropes with a backup quarterback. And Jimbo called a bonehead play. But I'll, I'll say we lose that one. All right, we blew out Delaware State. And then we beat. So I we we would we could have went 10-3 and three that year. Easy. That's how much of an impact not having Francois. That, that was really the key moment. And the downfall of this program. If you could just point to one moment, that was it. And uh, to, in my opinion, you know, if you could just point to one singular incident as, as far as on the field, that was it. So, just a little bit of revisionist history, which I hate, but it is what it is. Uh, next segment Can three star players turn a program around? It depends on where you are. I mean, if you're Boise State, yes. If you're Florida State, no. We don't have the infrastructure in place to um, develop three-star players, whereas Clemson does. Okay, Clemson can take a three-star and turn them into a five-star because they have the infrastructure in place to do it. Now, like I said, we can have all the revisionist history we want. We can go back in time and say if we would have done if we would have done this, if we would have done that. It's it's here and now, baby. It's here and now. And um, you know the program is what it is. My, Mike Norvell is building a program from ground zero. That's that's what this program is now. He is literally building a program from ground zero. That's where we are right now. This is ground zero, people. And it's 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 only two guys that's gonna come in to this program right now and turn it around overnight. That's Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. And you're not getting either one of those guys. So this is the route that we have to go to get back to getting back to being Florida State and that's just the facts and people don't want to accept that but the, the administration and the boosters made a lot of mistakes and firing anybody 
I think he needs to fire his defensive coordinator, but he probably won't. Um, and um, your your strength and conditioning coach needs to get on the ball, like really. Strength and conditioning needs to take a quantum leap, you know, because you can't use COVID as an excuse now. We know how to deal with COVID. All right. We know all the things that we need to do to avoid COVID. So, you know, you you got to, I don't know, set up some stuff outside and let these kids work outside. I don't know. But you got to take that next step. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. The, the next segment is entitled the last three games are scrimmages. And I said three, cause I, I, I don't know if we're going to play Clemson or not. So it's pay maybe last two, last three games, maybe three games. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I really don't want to play Clemson. I mean, what, what, what are we going to learn from that? That we suck. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a fan and I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, Dabo sounded like an idiot, but he was probably right. They probably didn't want they probably didn't want to play that game. And of course, they can't just come out and say that, but it is what it is. Um you just use these last 3 games to evaluate, you know, the freshmen, really, cuz you're not going nowhere. Um, of course you go out there and try to win, but if, if, um, Jordan Travis is hurt, I mean, I just say, give Rotomaker the ball and just see what you got in Rotomaker. Uh, from what it sounds like, they're gonna split them up and let them like they did with Chubba and, uh, Rotomaker in the NC state game. Um, you just basically seeing what you got going into next season so I you know I, I my prediction for this game um 28-17 Virginia uh the they have a very good receiver they have a very good quarterback uh he's mobile when, when I say very good he's not Trevor Lawrence but He's on the level of Bailey Hockman. I mean, we made Bailey Hockman look like, you know, the second coming of uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, the other week. So I'm pretty sure this guy might be able to do the same thing. So um, we'll see, man. We uh, We got a long way to go. But I think I think Norvell can get us get us there. Um, once again, happy Thanksgiving to everybody who celebrates it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your support. Um, this podcast is available available on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please be aware of your surroundings. Uh, please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. And as always, go nose.